Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode two of The Tome Travelers, a fantasy book club podcast. Let's go. Episode two. Uh, yeah, I just want to real quickly thank everyone for all the support of episode one. We had a really great um, response, and uh, we're excited to keep on going. So, yeah. Yeah, thanks for the support. Um, so we decided that every episode we're going to kind of like come up with a uh, fantasy-based question and answer it for each other. So last uh, last episode we talked about our favorite fantasy books as kind of an introduction. Um, and this episode we're going to talk about our favorite fantasy creatures. But uh, before we get into that, if you want to ask a question that we might answer on the podcast, go ahead and leave a comment on our YouTube video asking your question and uh, you might be featured in uh, the next episode where we answer your questions. So um, let's let's answer what our favorite uh, our favorite uh, fantasy creatures are. Whitson, why don't you go first? All right. So I picked werewolves. I've always had a, a weird fascination with them uh, since we watched. Oh, what is it called? Uh, is it Kate Beckinsale? Is that her name? Underworld. Underworld. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The oh, Lycans. Yeah. Uh, I think me and Dylan and our buddy Zach watched that when we were like 11 or 12 years old, and that's kind of always stuck in my brain. I've always loved them. Yeah. What about you? you um, for me, I would say a phoenix is my favorite, my favorite fantasy creature. Just the idea that it's like, oh, you don't really die. They just kind of like reincarnate as like a tiny little bird and have to grow up again. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, really cool. And uh, also, like I've I've uh, played like Phoenix based characters in D and D constantly, so it's pretty pretty fun. Dylan, what uh, what about you? Uh, you know what, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the holiday. I'm gonna pick a leprechaun. I uh, <laughs> I like that. Mis- yeah, yeah, yeah. They're mischievous. They got gold, and uh, if, I know y'all don't or they know this, but the re- listeners don't. I'm kind of short, and I got a red beard, so. Nice. Which is ironic, given how much hell you give me for being a ginger. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the it's just the beard. My full hair is not red. You know that that's uncalled for. But oh uh, yeah, yeah. One more thing before we kind of jump into this episode of uh, the Tome Travelers. Uh, stay tuned until the end of it because we will be announcing next month's book uh, at the end of this podcast. So. Um, yeah, without uh, further ado, let's go ahead and jump into episode two of The Tome Travelers. Okay, so I just want to run back through where we've been so far in the book so we can kind of talk about the events. Uh, basically, our, our lead characters, Glockta, Logan, and Giselle, so far. Uh, Giselle is training for the, the contest. And uh, he's not really taking fencing too seriously until um, close to where we left off, the end of part one. Uh, Glockta is embroiled in all kinds of political scandal, um, being pitted against Salt's political enemies. And Logan is traveling with Baez, who has just pissed off the King of the Northmen. Uh, And everything is kind of building to a crescendo where we're at right now. Yeah. So, how are you guys feeling about the book? Uh, I'm liking it. I'm liking it a lot. Um, there's definitely, I think we talked about this before. So, there's a lot of name characters, and so I feel like, it, so like I was taking notes, trying to <laughs> trying to plan, and I just felt like I kept having to add name characters and take notes under. 
Yeah, I kind of started thinking like, okay, yeah, I'm going to start writing down everyone's names as they come up. So that way, like, if a name is referenced, I can go back and like be like, okay, wait, who is this again? And then yeah. just got to a point where I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe I don't do that. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am really liking it so far. I still think like Glockta is my favorite character, but I'm more curious now of Logan's storyline. So yeah, that's, that's yeah. kind of where I'm, where I'm at with that. Oh, yeah, see... so you guys were asking about the naming conventions last episode, and I, I didn't want to spoil anything, but did did it get cleared up for you guys? Yeah, kind of figure out... like the Northmen, how they get named and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so... definitely. Yeah. Uh, so one thing I wanted to bring, England seems way more important than I thought it was going to be at the beginning, because like, I thought it was just mentioned as a prison, well, whatever, but it seems like they're all like fighting over it the norris over it yeah. the union's talking about it they're still talking about sending people to prison there like seems pretty important oh yeah, yeah. well so it's a it's like contested union ground because it's technically the unions but it's it's separated from the union by an ocean and then the north is just right there uh yeah. and then it was taken from the north originally so they're they would like to have it back right right and that's what they they go to the small council and shit for are the uh, open council and try to ask for it back and the union's like fuck no <laughs> yeah it kind of like goes back into like everything's building to that crescendo it's like we kind of don't know what that crescendo is but maybe it's like the war for England or something like that because you know there was um obviously that scene that we're going to talk to talk about in a little bit with the ch with the Northmen's champion um but like is an all out war about to break out over England or you know there's yeah. there's so many questions going on, but um, let's uh let's kind of have some some structure to this this conversation. Like I feel like we can go character by character and talk about like their scenes throughout you know this section of reading. And so like yeah, uh, we could start uh we could start with Glockta. I know Wits and you you wanted to talk about some stuff with him. Yeah. So th this is this is my third time through this book and every time i read the the road between two dentists chapter i get chills because i mean it's so disturbing but it's so well written which is kind of everything that glockta does in this book is like horrible and you still love him yeah he's just i like how he's just like so nonchalant about literally everything mm -hmm. yeah. and it always starts with the teeth for him which is is kind of crazy considering that's the thing that that gives him the most agony. He's just well, like, oh, that's I guess probably why it is. This. Yeah, that's probably why it is. It's like, hey, that's a daily reminder. You know, you got tortured. Which I know the leg and stuff is too, but the teeth. Is just yeah, that's kind of the thing. He's twisted from top to bottom, but it's the yeah. teeth that he's like hyper fixated on. Yeah, and he like always rubs his gums. He says, and yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and uses uses his just... messed up smile to freak people out. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to talk about. uh you know, that first chapter with him after uh, we stopped last time, he, well, actually it was in a, it was in Giselle's chapter, who we'll talk about next, but they're, they're seeing uh, Severard Frost and him kidnap this guy, and, it, <laughs> and, which is a funny, it's a hilarious scene in the first place, but it talks about how Glockton knows Major West, and how uh, they were, he was there maybe when uh, Major West got captured or told him not to go do something that where he got captured and yeah when so when Glockta got captured in the war against the Gurkish, uh, Major West was like in the company with him. Yeah, yeah. 
which I think is all it's said about the war against the Gurkish so far. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, no, in the small council they brought, or the open council, I got. <laughs> yeah, the the seven the seven years prior, how they had just crushed them. Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah, he brought he brought up that they're uh, going after the Gurkish are going after a city down there. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, it also like kind of talked about how Glockta knew uh, Major West's sister, right? That's the relationship. Yeah, yeah, just... already. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which you know we also had that um, kind of like dream chapter of him where he was dreaming that he was like with her. And so I'm like, wait a second, is is she Glockta's soft spot? If Glockta even has a soft spot? Well, well, I, I wouldn't <laughs> say that because uh, if you remember, like, when it first started, or when they first, like, re-met, like, he didn't recognize her at first. Yeah. It took a second. She had to reintroduce herself. Um, but I thought it was funny that she immediately recognized him, even though he's all fucked up now, and, like, she'd never seen him before like that. Yeah. What yeah. Well, she, she knew that he had been tortured and that he was cruel yeah. now. Yeah, but I think and I think at that she, point it's been like eight or nine years since they had seen each other, and she's in her yeah. early twenties, so he he barely recognized her. Right. Well, they must have been like really good friends, him and West, anyways, because like it talks about how like he went over to their house and like how uh, West whole fam- or already says West whole family was like really worried about him while he was captured and uh, seemed really concerned, and so like to me that seems like a you know, you'd be really close friends if that's all true anyways. And then yeah. now they like barely even talk. Well, I, I love the fact that Glockta is, is from this, this noble family that has money and status. And the only people that still care about him are the two commoners that he's friends with. Yeah. Yeah. Who are obviously not, uh, <laughs> I don't know. They're not, they're not doing so hot. They're not doing so hot. Well, that's what like, uh, so Frost, like, he seems way smarter than I gave him credit for at first because, like, at one point he like makes a uh, makes a joke when the dude got his throat slit and is like, <laughs> they said, "How do we think this happened?" He perks up. And he's like, "Poison." <laughs> <And> <laughs> it was it, that was funny. And then like uh, he recognizes the painting in the torture room or the house they bought before. Yeah, either, the master the maker before either of them. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought yeah, was he, he's like, I thought really he was big and dumb, but. Right. He no, he's just cold and calculating and he doesn't he doesn't speak because of the speech impediment, I assume. Yeah. Like he doesn't yeah. want to speak because it's difficult for him. Yeah. But uh but he's definitely not stupid. Right. Well, it, it I don't know. It, sh- you it get says the- he like shows zero emotion and like he, uh when they open the or when he opens the door to let him in at the at the torture room, it says he doesn't show recognition, emotion, nothing. It's just like he's a blank slate. Right. Yeah, you do get the sense in the first couple chapters that he's just like this big brute, and then and then you slowly figure out like, oh no, he he belongs with Glockta and Severard for sure. Yeah, like he's yeah. actually pretty intelligent. And I really and like. like th- There's a quote that Glockta was talking about, or like thinking in his head, where he was like, um, like Frost was like picking him up and like carry him, carry him somewhere, and uh, Severus was like lock picking or whatever and trying to get in places, and Glockta was like they are my arms and my legs. I am the brain. And it was almost like together they make like one mastermind like villain almost <laughs> so, in a way. Yeah. So like I keep getting like like uh, Three Stooges vibes from them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, yes. Yeah, like uh, Glockta's Mo. <laughs> <And, laughs> uh, but like 
he does seem to have a lot of confidence in those two. And like, you know, I, I said last time that I thought Severo was going to betray him and all that, but it like, he seems Severo seems really loyal, like almost like treats him like a father figure. Like they got all that money from uh, the merchant that he gave him and he uses part of his to buy him a chair and a stool. So he has somewhere comfortable to sit. Yeah. Yeah. Their, their relationship is like surprising, surprisingly touching at times Loyal, and, like, yeah. dark and violent and awful at other times yeah but no it is i think glockta is like always in acceptance mode because of his situation so he's just like yeah. well if i can't trust these two then i'm gonna die anyways so i might as well trust them yeah well, that's what he seems like just like really like it I'm, is I, what it is yeah it it's is what of... it is and like you know uh matt said last time he got house and d vibes and that's really like 100 percent true especially like the more i've read because you know glock will always like he'll be saying something but then like in the subscript it'll be like he'll be thinking something in his head and it's always something really fucking sarcastic oh yeah <laughs> yeah man that dream that you were talking about uh md that with glock stabbing giselle in the neck oh yeah <laughs> it's so funny and then he wakes up and he's he's just shit all over himself and has yeah. to go through this <laughs> yeah. humiliating process after having this dream of murdering giselle yeah it's weird too because like you're put in this position as the reader where it's like you have to feel bad for him because of like his leg and he's been through like all this torture and stuff but at the same time he's doing that to other people and so it's yeah. like you have this internal conflict you're like i want to feel bad for him but also mm-hmm. at the same time, should I feel bad for him? See, I don't see. I, I kind of like don't even feel bad for him because like he's just <laughs> he. I mean, I guess I do to a certain extent, but like he's so intelligent and stuff, and just like seems yeah. like in control of a lot of stuff. It's kind of it's kind of hard. He de- he definitely knows how to make the best of his bad situation. Yeah, well, that's well, what I don't think that he would be the character that he is when we meet him in the book if he hadn't been like so thoroughly humbled. Yeah, but because yeah. he was a noble, because he won the contest, like I, I think he would have been just, just like Giselle if exactly. he had spoiled been yeah. That's what I was gonna bring up. I see uh, comparisons between him and Giselle as far as like how they probably used to be, and then honestly, I see care like a, a, a between him and Logan of like because Logan and him are both talking about how they're hopeless or they don't have really anything to live for. So like you got to like the small things in life, but like. Glockta seems to take it more in a negative manner, and Logan seems to take it more in a positive manner. Yeah, which I think is also cultural, too, because Logan, like, every awful thing that Logan did that he feels just, you know, shame about is yeah. also the things that they sing about in the North and, like, praise him Oh, he's, for. yeah, he's a he's a legend, yeah. Yeah, whereas Glockta is in Adua, where, like, if you aren't, perfect and like if your status isn't elevated then you yeah. are forgotten and left well, behind that, that's what i was going to bring up about the union it seems like like uh nobility is like extremely important to them like oh yeah yeah it's the, very it's very uh, i don't want to say realistic i guess but like um I don't know what the word for it would be, but but yeah, like there there are landed noblemen who control everything, and commoners are worthless to them. Yeah, let's let the the when we have uh, uh the chapter where the magistrates meet the four people, uh the farmer goes to come in like he did like before he even comes in he's like this mm-hmm. is useless this is a waste of my time blah 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 yeah yeah Goodman Heath yeah oh, Goodman Heath I really hated yep. him I really hated reading that. Are you talking about Hoff? 
Oh yeah, yeah, Hoff. Sorry. Yeah, Hoff is Hoff is a bastard for sure. Dude, I started reading him and he was like, so I when I'm reading, I'm reading along in the book and I have the audiobook playing in my ears just so like I'm focused on it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And the guy who narrates the audiobook does such a good job of him oh, too. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. Watch's voice is really good too with the lisp. Yeah. But but um Hoff is his name, yeah. Like whenever he's talking about Hoff, he's like Absolutely, you're wasting my time. Can't you believe this? And like everyone in the court is like, uh, "Yes, of of course, sir." Like you're and just like just sucking on him, and it's just like guys, <laughs> they're this all is... sycophants. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just like, God, ah, oh, it hurts so much. But you did see, um, was it Jazal after that who went to the, was it to the farmer and gave him a bag of coins? No, it was West. No, that oh was yeah, West. yeah, it was West. It was yeah, West. and I was gonna bring that up, like because West almost seemed embarrassed about it. Yeah, like, like he, he did it secretly. Somebody. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. Well, so that makes knew... me think it, that look that's looked down on in the in the north too is like or not in the north in the union too is like helping people under your station. Yeah, charity and like yeah. reaching a hand out. Yeah, it, no, it's it's crazy because West is kind of like stuck in the middle of all of the political intrigue o- almost entirely because he won the contest. He's been like elevated to like pseudo noble status. Yeah, even yeah. But he still has like this history of being a poor commoner from Angland. So he's like in two worlds at the same time, which I, I really love about his character. He and he's like, eh, oh god, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything by saying an absolute about him. But to up to this point, he's been very honest and like noble about everything. Yeah. And yeah. he's kind of only the he's kind of the only bright spot, except the dog man. The dog man is is has been like honest and noble. Yeah, as much as we've read of him yeah, so far, I mean, we had one chapter. So, yeah. I well, I was we gonna say he... two. No, no, there's two. just one. Just one. There's just one there's with, the, uh, with the Shanka. Do they meet up and then go kill the band of Shanka in the same yeah. chapter? That, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was gonna say with Dogman, like you, like you said, he he's kind of like being the adult of that group. I feel like he's he's gonna try to become Logan and like lead them. Well, yeah, Three like, Trees is their leader. Well, I, I know, but like uh, him and um, you're saying uh, Dow, he has a lot of like leadership qualities. Yeah, yeah, him and Dow, like Three Trees and Dow, seem like they like just basically hate each other, and so like it seems like yeah. it'd be hard for Three Trees to be like their actual leader. But like, uh, well, so did you pick up on how those guys ended up in the same group? Yeah, they all got their yeah. ass kicked by Logan. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's hilarious that he just instead of murdering them, he just adopts them. Yeah. Slaves. <laughs> hey, I want your ass. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, while we're talking about the dog man, um, I know I asked the question, why is he called the dog man? Uh, I asked that last episode, and I'm yeah. glad that I figured it out. And it's yeah. just because he has a really good sniffer. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's my that's yeah. My he's observation. Uh, he, he's kind of a legendary scout also like that's the thing that got him named is like his the fact that he has sharp eyes and a sharp nose yeah uh, so and then, well, then a... yeah three trees is like this massive like almost meme of a character like he's just so chivalrous that it's almost funny and then blacked out is like evil incarnate 
Yeah, and then the rest of the group is kind of somewhere in the middle. Yeah, the the group is like really eclectic. Yeah. I, I love Forley the, the weakest. Well, yeah, I was gonna say Forley the weakest. Like <laughs> they're all like fighters, and he's just like coming. Along. That's why he he kills the shank, and he's like, I did it, I did it, <laughs> I got one, I got one. <laughs> but do we have anything else to say about Glockta before we move on to Giselle? I mean, no. I'm sure he'll come back up again. Yeah, but um, but I well, think I mean, that's most like of his storyline. Yeah. Oh, what did you think of the imagery when he's torturing um, Willem in the in the basement with the little the medallions of finger rolling all over the place? It, it makes my skin crawl every time I read it. Oh yeah, it was. Oh, it's it, it brutal. It's very brutal and like so, graphic. So when he, uh, you mean when he he's cutting teeth or teeth? How do you say it? Septum, Septum. Uh, finger off or whatever. I thought it was Willem Dan Roth, but it could have been Septon Toyful. I think it was Toyful. We started chopping fingers. Oh, yeah, because it was at the end of the deadline that Salt gave him. So yeah. he was just like, we're going to have so, to do this the yeah, hard yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So, so remember last episode, I said maybe Logan and Glock didn't know each other from um, getting tortured and him losing a finger. The finger he cut off or did that to Tifu. Uh, however you say that. Uh, well, is the finger that Logan has missing. It's both their middle finger. You you missed a detail though, because he did say that he lost that finger at Carleon. Did he? Yeah, he has said that at this point. Oh well. When he's on the balcony of the library, looking down, and there's he looks down and sees the empty space where his middle finger was. He he talks about the battle at Carleon. Oh yeah, that was like the first chapter that we read this this section. It was like chapter three or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that was the chapter that. So, like, we had that uh, that conversation about how I don't think there's gonna be sorcerers and all this shit. And literally, the <laughs> yeah, next chapter, I wanted to set you guys up for failure on that one. I was like, yeah, this is gonna be funny looking back. Got, got... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's like runes on the gate that will make anyone with violence in their heart just get yeah. lost. Like, yeah, th- there is a, a fair, fair amount of magic in the world. But then Baez, you know, it's kind of um, typical, right? Because Baez is like the magic is leaking out of the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it's uh, it's not like, you know, dragons everywhere and fireballs all the time and stuff like right. that. But there, there is a lot of magic. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that, actually. I really thought this was going to be, like, a really low magic book. And then, like, that same chapter, you know, Logan has the spirit magic or whatever, breathes in the fire and spits it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Although they did say something about, like, how magic is escaping. Like, it's leaving. And it's not as strong as it used to be. So what if, like, almost in a sense, like, magic itself is dying? Yeah, that's basically... I, I think that's basically what Baez is saying. Like... Like, eventually, there will be no more magic. Yeah, well, because, like, they're saying, like, you know, Logan can see the spirits and stuff, but he's saying, like, most of them aren't coming back anymore. So it's, like, not only is magic dying, but also whatever this whole thing is that allows Logan to see the spirits, it's not coming back either because, like, he said there used to be a bunch of them, and now only two of them were coming to see him, and now he hasn't even, like, seen them in a while. So it's, like, you know, this whole, like, supernatural magic thing is just slowly leaking out of the earth i guess yeah yeah and i mean you'll get way more on that in the in the second half of this book uh they have he bias hasn't really laid down any of the groundwork what what did you think of the kind of the final scene where bias lights the forest on fire oh my gosh that was insane (laughs) 
So I'm going to say, like, to go with the magic leaving, like, you can tell Baez is, like, fucked up from doing it, though. Like, he's exhausted, and, like, it says he looks, like, really ragged from doing it. So you can tell, like, probably it's not as easy as it used to be. Yeah, yeah, because, like, Logan originally thought that he was, like, a blacksmith or a butcher. Like, he was an older man, but he was, like, dangerous looking. And then he looks at him on the horse, and he's like, that's a weak old man. Well, I like how he describes the magic, too. It's like, you have to know everything about it to be able to use it. Like, you have to, like, that's why he's teaching Qua the plants. It it reminds me, kind of, of Sympathy from Name of the Wind, where you have to, like, you have to know everything about it to change it. Yeah, or like alchemy from uh, FMB. Yeah, or FMA. Yeah. Well, okay, we haven't really talked about Giselle yet. Is there anything yeah, interesting well, going on with him that you guys want to uh, touch on? One thing we probably need to talk about with Glockta because is salt. We need to uh, talk about what's going oh, on there. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um. So like he, he obviously like so the reason he got rid of uh, T. I gotta figure out how to say that T. Few T. <laughs> Let's say, say septum. septum. Septum, yeah. Uh, was to get his guy. Uh, I forgot the dude's name. Um. Uh, but he's trying to get his guy in the close council so that he has oh, more power right, in the yes. close council. Um. So I think he's making a power play for the government because, like it says, uh, that the king right now is basically like he is out of his mind. Like he doesn't know what's going on. So I feel like the closed council probably runs everything. And so, like, if the merchants get in, they're going to make things harder on him. So he's mm. trying to get a leg up there. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of talks about how Morovia is leading progressives who don't think that the commoners are beneath them and, you know, don't hate the merchant class. And then yeah. Salt's group is the conservatives who want to keep it the old way. Like, they're they're traditionalists. Yeah. So... And, oh, God. He says uh, the first he's talking about uh, when he's talking, he's talking about the first prince is weak and he thinks the second prince should rule. So I'm thinking maybe like he might try to do something there, maybe got get rid of the king, make it to maybe do something to the first prince, get the second prince to rule because it sounds like he's part of his faction. Yeah, or just a more suitable ruler. Yeah. Yeah, like um. So the assassination plot, we we haven't really talked about that yet. How right. all of the men on the list died. Yeah, well, they're obviously trying to cover up something or like try to slow down the... Because it seems like the uh, Salts group has a lot of uh, shit right now that they're like they're moving forward. It seems like the merchants are on the back foot. And so like it seems like they're trying to either slow them down or cover something up. Right. Well, one thing I wanted to ask you guys for was, are you in the camp with Glockta where you're not quite certain who sent the assassin. You think maybe it had something to do with the Gurkish or some other power, right? Cause he's like, why would the Mercers send this person from this country? I forget what he says, but it's like, a. Oh man, I wish I had the passage right in front of me, but so Glockta doesn't know where to land on that. He doesn't know if he believes that it's the, the Mercers or some other party. What do, what do you guys think? Well, I, I, I gen- know he tw- Go ahead. Go ahead. You go first. <laughs> okay. Um, I genuinely like feel like I don't have enough information to even know right now. So like, I I guess you'd say I'm kind of with Glockta because like he's he doesn't really know, but like there's there's genuinely not enough information to go off of like where he's being where the assassin was sent from or who sent the assassin. I guess. 
So I genuinely don't know. Okay, you don't you don't even have a, a yarn to spend about some harebrained theory on that one? No. Like, honestly, <laughs> it, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, like, an assassin sent by the Northmen. Like, that's literally how yeah, uh, it could be anything. I thought I thought he tortured the assassin. The assassin gave him uh, the merchant's name that he kidnaps and uh, ha- is basically training him like a dog. He did, but I thought... Well, I could be wrong about that, but I think Glockta is still like on the fence. Like, why would the Mercers send yada yada yada? It was something about his nationality and the language he speaks. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he's a good assassin, you know, who cares? Exactly. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, oh, and uh, Yoru Sulfur. How, how do you guys feel about him? Oh, yeah. He was the Magi sent, right? Mm hmm. Which so... kind of appears around Adjua. So I think that's why. I, so he he says he went because Baez has. So Baez has the seat on the closed council. He's got his seat. It said, and when he wants to come back, he was supposed to send a herald or something to like tell he was coming, and that's why he's go. That's why Sulfur says he's going. Mm-hmm. So t- Baez t- and Logan are probably heading there. Yeah. the The thing is though, the timing of it was really weird because it was like that was the. Uh, same basically like time frame where also the champion of Northmen came in, and so it's well, like my... it, it's kind of like you know maybe Suspect. Yoru. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't trust anyone at this point. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, <laughs> it, it says Kwai's a seer, and Baez obviously like knows some shit whether he's a seer or not too, because like he knows to look for Logan. He so I, I'm thinking maybe he knew he needed to send, like, I think he knows shit's going down. He's got to go back. And so, like, he knew to send that guy at that time. Yeah. Well, also, his perspective on time has to be so warped because he's, like, thousands of years old. Yeah. Yeah. Which, or maybe well, maybe just a thousand years old, but, yeah, he's old as hell. So how does that work? Because, like, he said his, his uh, um, his magic that he was proficient in was fire and will, I believe, willpower. Mm-hmm. Um, does he just like willpower himself to stay alive? Or like... Oh, I have <laughs> He's no the idea. Green Lantern. Yeah, I have no idea. I just I know the Magi are essentially immortal, or they don't. I yeah, they're they're essentially immortal from what I from what I can glean. I I've read all nine of the books, and I can't tell you. I wonder what makes them immortal though. Like... Well, just the magic, I think. Just the fact that they can tap they into can do it. Magic? Hmm. I mean, that I seems think. like a really good. That seems like a really good thing to like. I don't know. I feel if that, like, if that was it, like everyone would learn magic. Like, oh, I'm gonna learn a spell real quick, so I'm just immortal. Well, yeah, they're the pretty selective. Like, yeah, and, and it seems like you have to devote a lot of your life to it just to like be able to do basic things. So. Yeah. Yeah, or else you could. I mean. What's a parallel for it? Like, oh, um, no, that doesn't work either. But basically, it can just go horribly wrong if you don't if you don't have like exacting knowledge of the thing yeah. you're trying to change or like will. Yeah. So, what do y'all think about Jazal? I I hate him. <laughs> He's yeah. a spoiled fucking brat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He is a spoiled brat. I, the like I like the first thing we do when he's meeting we meet him as he's gambling with his buddies and he finds it fun to humiliate, to humiliate them, his best friends. And that's like, like that's how he's getting his rocks off. It's just yep. I'm humiliate my friends. 
Yeah. But then you see this like really interesting moment with him and Artie, right? Where they first meet and he's making all these like presumptions about her based on like the fact that she's a commoner and that she doesn't have the aesthetic that's in style in court. And she's from England. And then she just leads him around by the nose for that whole oh, yeah. chapter. Yeah. He he's, he's completely smitten and totally outclassed. And I, I really love it. Yeah, yeah. well, it, it, he just, he falls head over heels. You know, he's very, he's very, very vain. Like, I think the first thing he says when he's heading there is like, I can't be seen around here with a fat girl. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. literally. That yeah. is legitimately what he says. He is so deplorable. Like, somehow he hasn't done any of the horrible things that Glockta or Logan <laughs> has done. And I hate him so much more. Yeah. Than yeah. <laughs> well, he's just, he's just like, he's that shitty fucking rich kid you know <laughs> that just fucking he's vain and like at one point it says he smokes because it's fashionable he actually hates it but it's fashionable and expensive so he does it <laughs> and so it's just like bro come on <laughs> yeah i mean and like one of the things that is like coming up is it's like why are why does he want to fence like what 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 does he want to do and like even he doesn't really have an answer for it and like uh there's that scene where glockta is asking him like why do you why why do you want to do this, and and he like he genuinely is like I guess because my dad like, you know he wants me to do it, yeah. and so like, he's he just he doesn't know what his purpose is in life I feel like, and so he's just a d bag to everyone, and yeah. like, it it just yeah. Well, that's what at the so at the beginning uh, when it's talking about what he why he wants to, you know he said he basically is like hey I'm fencing because I don't want to lose my inheritance like I, I know my dad will like cut me off if i stop fencing and yeah. so that's the only reason i'm doing this and it and, would uh, give his brothers more ammo to talk yeah to give, give his brothers more ammo um and then at the end of his or his final chapter in this part it talks about like you said his purpose he finds his purpose and but his purpose isn't anything good it's dude, like yeah. i'm proving these motherfuckers wrong yeah, his purpose <laughs> is like, i'm gonna prove this oh my gosh dude I was yeah like, he, he literally got he he got um oh what's what's it called the reverse um In a reverse reverse, reverse psychology yeah he got oh, reverse psychology yeah. into giving a shit yeah <laughs> like, yeah. like I'm and Artie were just like you're worthless fuck off and he's like I'll show you <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what yeah, I man. think uh, Artie puts him in his place like a hundred percent. Yeah, and that's well, kind of why he loves her because nobody else will do that. Here's yeah. the thing too, though. I really think like Artie, like you know how we were talking in episode one about how we think Severus is going to be like this weird like snake guy. I think Artie is, but like Severide. because oh Severide, yeah, not Severus. <laughs> Sorry, <Yeah. laughs> like Artie is like kind of like a, a like a verbal snake just like weaving her way into the conversation she needs to be into like i noticed that from her first like conversation that she had whenever she was getting introduced to giselle she was like trying to like lead on the conversation to get like more involved and like try and like dig deeper and find out like i guess more about giselle or what he knew and like yeah. the more conversations that i see her having the more i'm just kind of like oh she knows what she's doing well, that's oh, yeah. what, when, when they had that whole conversation where she's chewing him out like she's chewing him out for being a brat but i feel like the same time she's being a brat like i'm not important enough i'm not important enough i need to be i need more well, also she she's desperate for a stimuli though right because like she yeah. got yanked out of her home 
because her brother wanted to protect her, but then she comes to Adjua and he he can't pay any attention to her and just dumps her off on one of his buddies. Yeah. And so she's like, why didn't you just leave me in the north? Like, at least I had friends there and, like, family there. So she she's just pissed, pissed at the world, really. Yeah. And then also there are some, like, important bits of her backstory that haven't come up yet. I'm sure. That, yeah. that that will endear her to you more, I think. Yeah. Well, but I, mean, I see I... what you're saying. Like she is kind of guilty of the same thing she accuses Giselle yeah. of sometimes. Well, going into like how, I... so I think Giselle's, which I, you've read the book, obviously. I may be completely. I think he might be changing because, like, you know, you he you we brought up the fact that he's like I can't be with a fat girl. Her style's not in and all this stuff. But then he meets a girl that is really thin. She's like rich has the style and he's like completely not interested because of Artie. Yeah. Yeah. And then he even talks not about like her physicality, but I mean, she he can't. does talk about her physicality cause yeah. he's still a vain asshole, but yeah. like, but he's, yeah. he's more concerned with the fact that she's not like intellectually stimulating him yeah. and like challenging him. So, which I think shows a little bit of growth. Yeah. Yeah. And the only other, other point where I saw maybe saw growth was so when, uh, the feared challenges him, you know, points out and says, are you going to duel me? Like he says something back, which I think takes bravery, but is, you think it was bravery or just like, Oh, I think that was just, ass. no, I think that was him being like a coward and like not knowing how to respond. So he's just like, Oh, yeah. you know, you know, I, I, I'm a little busy today. Sorry. So, <laughs> and, 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 then the, think... and then the, the champion's like, tomorrow then and it's like oh yeah. shoot this literally. is happening but, <laughs> i think he's just so conditioned to be sarcastic and quippy that it just kind of yeah. came out because he was like yeah. so scared he wasn't thinking yeah. so his mouth just kind of ran on its own yeah it's yeah, kind of what he gets i just noticed like every other person that said he pointed at they all backed up and were really scared and then like just odd was like he didn't back up he's he mouthed off to him yeah he i mean he is definitely arrogant but he was yeah. terrified yeah so let's talk about let's talk about the 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 feared and uh, what, what was the the translator's name? Wide eye. Oh, Hansel Wide Eye. Yeah, yeah. Hansel Wide Eye. Would you would you get would you guys think or about the him? Hansel, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, so one of the first yeah. things I noticed was the Wide Eye guy was like he really knew uh, the unions like uh, uh, like their their mannerisms and stuff. Like he knew what to say to get an audience. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely a clever guy, which should, I think should tell you something about Bethod, which like you guys haven't really met him and like gotten to know him. But uh, I think the fact that he has the feared and uh, what I Hansel under him. Oh, what what did you guys think of uh, Calder and Scale? So, uh, OK, no, Calder's the son, not the witch. Um, uh, they seem like they seem like, you know. Like scales the dumb brute brother, and Calder seems like more like the calculating but still violent brother, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sc scales the the one who was like, "How dare you talk to the king like that?" And I just wanted to punch him in the face. Like he gave me Joffrey <laughs> vibes, and I was just like, "Kid, shut up!" Like you don't so, know. What he goes to step about. across the table, and Logan is like, "You know my work, and I'll set to work on you." I just I love Logan so much. I'm gonna so simp over Logan for the rest of this book. By the way, <laughs> yeah, He's I just... thought it was hilarious. The witch is on the ground choking for her life because she said the wrong thing to the wizard, and Scales like, "You can't say that to a kid, motherfucker." <laughs> yeah, yeah, like 
he's like all bark no bite like that's all i see and like he's just waiting no for the day that his dad dies and he can become the king and that's the only reason why he cares so much because he just wants the power because right now he has literally no power he can't do anything like even beth that i feel like sees it too and he's like holding him back like son really you're do- yeah. like like just stop like you're making it worse <laughs> don't get us killed right now please yeah. yeah it's like dude look around we are not at home. We are in <laughs> their wizard's place, right? Like yeah, we're, at the, we're in the magical kingdom, and and he's Mickey Mouse. Exactly. <laughs> I really think like he's scared of Logan too. Like I think he oh he knows how good of a fighter Logan is. Well, like even the the other brother, like whenever he went there to like try and bring uh bring back Baez, he was like. Like, he looked around, and he saw Logan, and he, like, stepped back for a second. He was like, oh, crap, wait, this is happening? But then he was like, wait a second, I'm safe. And then, like, ca- kind of kept going, but was, like, more cautious. So, like, I think, like, that entire family is scared of him. Oh, yeah. He was their champion for yeah, a long time. Up at the uh, Black Toes or whatever said it talks about how uh, he was their champion before the feared. Yeah, I mean, just think about how terrified everyone is of the feared. Like, that's that's when Logan walks into a room in the north. That's how everyone reacts to Logan. Yeah, that's like, true. But he's been, he's been, like, he talks about how, like, he's been running for so long, and, like, he, he hasn't been clean in forever how long, and they let, they give him a bed to sleep in. He still sleeps outside, so, like, you can tell, like, he's had it rough for a while since he left. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm not sure when in the timeline it is that his village gets raided by the Shanka, but he he's a wild animal. Yeah. Well, see, I, I was going to say, because that makes it sound like that's what changed him, which I'm assuming it was, but I don't think it specifically said that. But you can tell, like, he's, a, he's like, way different than um, he used to be. Like, everyone, yeah. everyone always is, like, talking about how violent and all this other stuff he was, and then, like, Baez brings up how calm and compassionate he is now yeah yeah well there's a lot of duplicity in in logan like he is he is two separate men he can stab someone in the face in one moment and feel terrible about it in the next like just horribly effective killer and then he's also like a pretty normal well-adjusted dude yeah i mean like you even saw like some of his struggles like whenever he was like um trying to find bias and he had the seer with him like and the seer was basically dying what was the seer's name again Quai. Quai. Um and, and and he was like, All right, I literally have to decide here between the pot or this kid. And he, he's yeah. like at first he's like, I really should just leave him here to die, like, honestly. But then he leaves the pot and takes the kid along with him and they still almost die. But it's just like you see like his inner thoughts and he's legitimately being like, I could just leave him here. It'd honestly be better for me. I'd probably survive. There's no shot he's gonna survive. But he does it anyway, so it's like he's genuinely a good dude. So, yeah, yeah, he has he has probably the most redeeming qualities of the the three like lead characters. Really, I think Glockta Glockta's the no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I love Glockta, but he is horrible. Oh yeah, no, he's a horrible, horrible. But he's so nonchalant. Like I said, he's no so nonchalant about it. Like you don't like the reader doesn't even feel like he's doing anything wrong. <laughs> at least in my yeah. opinion like he's just like oh i pulled this dude's tooth out and cut his hand on it's like oh okay man <laughs> that, that's kind of my theory about glockta is like the like i was talking about earlier his humility because he i mean he was like physically violently humbled in, in like 
he's viscerally humbled, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, it's like hard not to, just hard not to care about him. Yeah. Because like he, he's a piece of shit, but like it's easy to understand why he's a piece of shit. And then in so many other ways, he's like one of the only people who's honest with himself. Yeah. I, I don't know. Does that make, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. He's an, he's a complicated you, character. You can <laughs> empathize with him, even though it hurts you too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Kind of. You're like, man, I really don't want to love this guy, but I do. He's just a, he's just a really good anti-hero. That's, that's just all it is. Yeah. Um, Okay, so where where are your harebrained uh, ideas for where the story are going at, at this point? I mean, I already said, like, I think it, it's going to, like, Angland and, like, basically, like, this war for who controls it. I genuinely don't know. Like, obviously, like, there's going to be this whole fight scene with the Feared and, and Giselle. And so I'm curious to see how that goes down. I'm honestly curious why Frost isn't the champion that was chosen because i feel like frost versus the feared would be kind of fun to watch but well hoff said no to the duel yeah yeah now uh jazad's gonna fight the uh uh other guy the um oh. brimmer dangorst yeah dangorst <laughs> oh, oh yeah the, the brimmer dangorst oh, yeah. i i had i had highlighted a few brimmer dangorst jokes from Mar lord marshall veruz those are those are the funniest thing to me when he's just talking shit to giselle and he's like Robert Angor's rear leg is made of marble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Runs like ten miles in the morning and eats. And hardly 40... breaks a sweat. Yeah. yeah. No, I. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I think Baez is going to end up going with like he he made his um, Harold go or whatever, and the Harold says something to Jazal about how his master would be upset if he didn't fence it. So I feel like they're going to be connected somehow. Baez is going to maybe, I don't know. I, Baez wants him to fence for some reason, which goes into the other reason why I think Baez like, can see the future a little bit. And then, so I think Baez is going to end up in the union somehow. And then I think like uh, they're going to have, like uh, Matt said, Angland's going to be like real important. Like the Northman and Logan, his, his, probably, his path's probably going to lead him up to Angland somehow to... Uh, Finish his feud with Bethod, and then uh, Glockta. I don't know. I think so. I'm still kind of like thinking that Salt's gonna betray Glockta. Like I think Glockta's gonna like set him up to run in the closed council with all the work he's doing, and then Salt's gonna like stab him in the back somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but what if Glockta sees that coming though and stabs? No, I think he will. I, yeah. I hundred percent think he will. I think he'll be prepared for it. Because, like, even right now, like, he's talking about how, like, he still does, like, when they're talking in the park and Salt's talking about all this shit, like, how he's on his side and stuff, and Glock is like, mm, are you? Are you really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, do we want to move on and announce the book for next month? And kind of well, I was going to I was gonna talk about the Shanko a little bit, because, like, oh, yeah, go we, for it, oh, yeah, go yeah. For it. we get a little bit better of a description. You know, uh, it talks about how they're wearing armor, they're eating... Uh, they have a language, and so like I'm almost picturing like wild, like wild men. I guess, like I almost don't see creatures anymore. Like I feel I, like maybe they're like wild men with their I, own like running language. Have you Have you guys read the Wheel of Time? I uh, I'm very little of they it. They kind of remind me of the Trollocs 
in the Wheel of Time, okay. which are just okay. like you know, like basically like bestial humanoids that are like devilish creature, or, or they're not like necessarily devils. I've only read the first two books, so if I'm if I'm wrong, yeah. comment section, please be nice to me. But like they're like these demonic like bestial creatures, and they like run in and like they have they fight with like weapons and stuff like that. So it's like. Um, oh, oh! I, I know how to relate it to you guys. The um, not the Parshman, but the Parshindi. Oh yeah, that? the Parshindi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, kind of like that. Kind of. Okay. Uh, less culture, less language, but humanoid, but not human. Gotcha. And like kind of mysterious. Wow. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that that puts a better image in my head. Oh, something else I was going to talk about. So these laws seem important. We, we've we got the first law and the second law. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, the laws. Uh, Logan mentions the first law and Kwai, because and, Kwai obviously mentioned it first, but God obviously, and Baez looked really surprised. And so yeah. the, the first law, you're forbidden to touch the other side directly. Second law, forbidden to eat the flesh of men. So, like, I'm wondering maybe if these laws have to do with their magic. Like, if you ever do that, you okay, can't touch yeah. magic anymore or something, maybe. I'm not Who quite knows? sure. Well, so I remember did... the name of the trilogy is the first is law. The first oh, law, yeah. yeah. No, like, so he's gonna be touching like... the other side. But like, well, that's what I'm saying. Is... He's a spirit. He's, he's he 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 fucks with spirits, you know. So like, but like, bias seems Yo, like that's a yeah. good thing. Bias seems like that's a good thing. So like, why are we saying we can't touch the other side, but we're talking to spirits? Well, but like, and... didn't it say something about like touching the other side being like you don't want to make deals with devils or talk to them or something like that? Yeah, I remember something about devils, yeah. So it was like, I, I don't necessarily know if it's just like, oh yeah, just don't mess with the the afterlife, or if it's like, legitimately, do not talk to devils, like, they will, like, screw you up, like, basically, no warlocks, only wizards. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, what if, like, is Logan gonna kind of get, like, trained to use magic? Do you think that's mm. gonna happen? Possibly. Because, like, why else is he learning about all these laws? Well, he's kind of just absorbing them through yeah. osmosis right now. Yeah, 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 what they're saying. But I want to know why the laws are so important, because they obviously are. <laughs> <laughs> well? Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm going through my notes here, and that's why, like, this is all out of, like, <laughs> different parts of the book. So if, 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 the, if the listeners are wondering where I'm bringing all this stuff, I'm going through my notes. Um. Okay, so... When uh, Baez and Bethod are talking, Bethod's talking about, or Baez talks about how he gave uh, Bethod four gifts: the sun and winter, a storm and summer, and two things he kept, could have never known with his uh, without magic. And I'm wondering what all that is. And he says he got one thing for, in return from Baez, and I think it's that he looks at Logan when he says it. And I think it's probably that Baez or that uh, Bethod left Logan alone. Yeah, oh. well, remember Logan didn't know why. But he couldn't figure out why Bethod wouldn't have just killed him. Yeah, exactly. So so I think he saved Logan's life because, again, I think he can see the future and he knew he was going to need Logan. Okay. But I'm wondering, I'm guessing, like, all this other stuff he used to, like, get his kingdom. Yeah. To get, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, to, like, yeah, yeah. massive battles. Yeah. Yeah. I like how yeah. Bias, who was, like... um. You said that you were going to unite them to bring peace, and now all you want to do is bring in more war. I was like, dang, speaking facts right now. 
Yeah. yeah, and he talks about how it's like a good political move because that will unite the uh, the Northmen under him against the Union instead of you know yeah. letting them squabble and yeah. Then he's like, and themselves. if even if they lose, you at least you know gave them something to work for, you know. And so it's like yeah, and and you together, weakened but... you weakened them individually. Yeah, also. yeah, yeah, and like uh, he. Uh... Is then he's like, oh, I lied. By the way, I'm not on your side. Thanks for telling me your your evil plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the only other thing that I can see in my notes that I wanted to bring up was uh, this Corib chick, the witch. I wonder how he got her loyalty, like what he had to do to get that, because she seems pretty powerful. She can see him from far away, and um, even Baez is like, hey, she's not as big of a joke as I made her out to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so she her being able to see into the future and like see um just bird's eye view like project astral projection kind of thing where she can see people miles away from her like that stuff is all super handy yeah <laughs> like, obviously. E even even if she doesn't have like crazy destructive power or something like she is invaluable to um to bethod yeah so, like, does it tell how, like, he found her and got her loyalty and stuff? Because it says she was, like, from the farthest most north. So, um, how he knew about her. Yeah, I mean, you'll find out. You'll find out. Yeah. Okay. It's, I mean, it's not even a crazy spoiler. but Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, uh, it just seems like, I, don't, I was just wondering how their paths might have crossed. Because, like, she seems really loyal to him, talking about, like, calls the first magi out for him so i mean yeah well i think it's just that they and I, I don't know this for sure but i think it's just that they have a different relationship with magic in the north and like maybe they weren't like maybe they were beyond the reach of uh Baez's master um oh why can't i remember his name it's just the j Juvens. Juvens. No, yeah, Baez's master, the uh, Juvens, the one who started the Order of Magi. Um, I th I think that those northern sorcerers were just so far away from the rest of the world that they they never learned magic from Juvens or any of Juvens' disciples. Like, they had their own yeah. relationship with magic. So, what if, like, if what we think about, like, these laws dealing with magic, what if she doesn't follow the laws. Well, that's, I think that's the scary thing to Baez. Yeah. Is that she doesn't have to follow the laws. Yeah. Like he's, he's fighting with his hands tied behind his back is I think what he's scared of. Interesting. Hmm. Um, I think that's it. Oh, house of the maker. That's their religion. I'm assuming. Or the, um, the maker is their religion, but the house of the maker that they said it's sealed, no one's allowed inside. Uh, I'm guessing that's like their religion and their religious temple yeah, that for some I reason think, yeah, is it's just not. like their temple that's like, yeah, no one can enter here. It's sacred, you know. Like I know Artie brings it up, and somebody else brings it up, so it seemed like maybe it 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 would be brought up again. But yeah, she's like, why didn't people just walk in there? And so it's like, you know, why don't people <laughs> walk in? Okay, well, I am yeah. so stoked for, for you guys to get to read the second half of this. Yeah, I'm really excited to kind of see where it's going, because, like, there's there's so many directions that I feel like it could go, but there's a general idea of where I think it's going, so. 
Yeah. One thing I wanted, or me and Whitson talked about it. Uh, you know, obviously a bunch of these series we're going to read, um, they have sequels. <laughs> and so like right. for the readers out there that, that uh, you know, want to do that, we were talking about maybe doing like the Patreon and like doing the sequels with that. But if it comes to that, because I know like our books, like from, we're going to be starting new series every month. And so like the readers might be like, Hey, I want to keep going with this series. So we were talking about maybe doing something with that, but uh, just, that's just an idea for, to see if, everybody else would be interested but yes. yeah let us know if you're interested in that in in kind of follow-up um episodes with sequel books yeah and things like that um you can let us just know down in the youtube comments if that'd be something you're interested in um but uh yeah if we're if we're pretty much wrapped up on part one of the blade itself uh, we can go ahead and announce next month's books so that way Anyone listening can have a chance to go ahead and like order it. Uh, if you like a, if you're like me and you like the physical hard copy, you can order it and get it in by the time we start it in April. Um, so we're gonna announce next month's book is Warbreaker by Brandon Sanderson. Woo! I'm actually I'm really excited for I'm really excited for it. I am too. But we'll get more into okay, so- that whenever whenever we uh whenever we you know finish the blade itself and start start that but just so well, you just guys real know. quick um t- tell me okay so so this is in the cosmere yes right but not in the same is it in the same book as any of his other book or in the same world as any of his other books no is there any like prerequisite reading to no. to understand that's it wh- no that's why i like warbreaker is because it first off it was my first cosmere book and it's also a single book. So it's not like it's a part of a massive like series like The Way of Kings or Mistborn. It's like yeah. this is a single book that you can read it and feel fulfilled whenever you get to the end and not feel like, oh, there's more. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Okay. Um But but you'll you we'll see. So um I'm I'm really excited for it, but I'm also really excited to go ahead and finish the blade itself. So that's what we'll be uh, we'll be finishing the blade itself next episode, and then Which, uh, around when is that going to be? Did you say? Uh, that should be released on March thirty first. Okay. Um, now that and now then that are we going of... straight into episode one of the next book? After yes. That, or... So and okay. then April. So March thirty first will release um the final episode of the blade itself, and then April first will release the first episode of Warbreaker. So that kind of gives you those. They will be back to back, but again, the first episode of each book is going to be very, very brief, just like general first impressions. So, um, but I think it'll be a good time. So, um, yeah. Do you do you guys have anything anything else you wanna you wanna say talk about? No, just uh, let us know, please, if you'd be interested in the the sequel books. Uh, following us through those as well. And the fantasy um, questions in the comments. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, and please leave some, some cool fantasy-related questions for us in the comments. Um, oh. Thanks, everybody, for the support. Uh, we hope we hope everybody enjoys Episode 2 as much as you seem to enjoy Episode 1. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, make sure uh, to join us uh, next episode as uh, we discuss the entirety of The Blade itself. So thank you guys for listening. Have a good one. Later. Bye-bye.